I really hope everybody appreciates what I'm doing tonight because I'm doing the podcast and totally pushing off to the side the new season of fucking Letterkenny. You're goddamn welcome. Let's get going. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there, where you can talk to me through Facebook Messenger. How's everybody doing? It is a money, money Monday. Had a very good weekend. Uh, a lot of other folks as well had a good weekend based off, uh, partially, at least partially based off uh, the article, the podcast, um, which is awesome. That's what I like to see. I like to see everybody winning. It's, uh, you know how it is. We go all as one. We trying to do it, you know. <laughs> We either always we all are, we either all win or we all lose. We'd rather be on that all winning side, of course. Um, very good weekend for myself uh, and a lot of subscribers, which is fantastic. Congratulations! If you did not win, uh, you are not following the guidelines that uh, I have put forth. Spreadsheets, article, podcast—they all go together. Uh, Big push was, again, getting back into doing the Sunday morning podcast, uh, no matter if I'm hungover or not, from <laughs> a whole Christmas night of writing an article, uh, watching football, and drinking rum. Uh, <laughs> there was nothing. There was pretty much nothing better. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, congratulations to everybody who won. Uh, we're going to keep it going. That's the goal. Keep it going. Each and every week, improve. Consistency, that's what we're looking for. Not a big tournament player. I'm a cash game player, 50-50s, double ups. That's where we make our money. We make a steady amount of income from the cash games. That's what we want. We get the big hitter. That's even better. We could have done it. With the article this week, with the podcast, uh, we were just a smidge off, a smidge off. Um, but I think we could have, I think we could have done it with what what I had in there, um, even without the Rex Burkhead. That was lucky as fuck. I understand that uh, the Chargers, you know, give up, you know, points to the running back, a lot of points to the running back. But, uh, yeah, I, I struggled with that one. Royce free, uh, not Royce Freeman, but, uh, David Johnson was, you know, called out and I, I heard a rumor that it was going to happen on Saturday when I was writing it. I was like, shit, is that another value running back? I can't trust a Houston Texans running back. Fuck that. I, 
I'm only going to pick the plays that I, I am 100% sure on. So whether or not they work out or not, that's a, you know that's on the players. That's on the teams themselves. So um, it is what it is. Uh, let's do some news and notes. Then we'll go through the games real quick. Uh, we're not going to spend a whole hell of a lot of time. I want to keep this you know roughly under an hour if I can. Um, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Um, but then we'll go through the article. We'll do hits and misses. But first and foremost, let's see uh, what do we got going on. What kind of things? Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, has a chip bone and a torn ligament in his thumb. You would have thought we would have fucking known about this after Thursday night's game. Uh, apparently not. Nobody wanted to come forth on that. Um, apparently that happened in game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Congrats. Congrats, uh, beat reporters on being on fucking top of that shit. Um, Daryl Henderson, I believe it's a sprained MCL. It's not a torn ACL. Uh, he's headed to IR. Uh, we could possibly see Cam Akers on Sunday. What I would expect is that it will be a lot more to Sony Michelle, which I thought. Um, they did activate Jake Funk, the rookie, uh, from, I, uh, from IR before this last week's game. I, I thought he was out for the season, but apparently not. Um, so that's my bad for not staying on top of that one. But... Uh, if Akers is already picked up, you know, it is what it is. Maybe we take a look at Jake Funk um, on that one. Actually, you know what? While I'm here, uh, let me look at the target chart. Let me see who was active in this game. So Daryl Henderson, Sonny Michelle. Yeah, Jake Funk. Uh, I doubt they're going to bring Makai Sargent back. So Jake Funk, I think for the time being, at least until the playoffs when Akers might actually be able to play um, is going to be the actual guy to back up. So um, you could probably not even spend a dollar on the waiver wire if you're going to a championship game just in case something happens to Sony Michelle and Cam Akers is not there. Maybe do that as a pickup. But um, the whole reason that they picked up Cam Akers was, uh, or pulled him back from IR um, was to give him another year of eligibility towards his uh, pension uh, after he retires from the NFL. Um, basically, they did it as a classy move. They had no, um, they had no want, no need to activate him for this last Sunday's game uh, to actually play. He never even made the trip. So, um, but. You know, next week's different. He did kind of look good. I, the videos that I saw, he looked he looked kind of good. But we'll see what happens here. Um, well, let's see. This is on the NFL.com. Oh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, hurt his show, uh, collarbone. There's nothing broken, uh, which is good. So probably out for a week. So Daryl Henderson for your championship game, probably the guy to have. Uh, might mix it in a little bit with Derek Gore, even though Derek Gore is mostly a cleanup guy. Don't be surprised if you see some Derek Gore and Daryl Williams in that backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs. Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles, broken hand. He's going to be out this upcoming week. 
Boston Scott stepped in. You know, uh, Jordan Howard was involved, but Scott got the majority of the carries right out of the gate. So and scored a touchdown. So uh, Boston Scott is in play again for Championship Week. Do 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 do. What do we got? Oh, we got a COVID outbreak in Carolina. They're going to be playing New Orleans next week uh, for Week 17. So let's keep an eye on that. Pay attention. Uh, see what's going to happen there. Oh, uh, as far as the Jimmy Garoppolo thing, yeah, you, if you want to pick up Trey Lance, just kind of run it as a block. Um, I did not see actually who they are playing next week. I can take a look at that for you right here. Just give me one second. We'll go to week 17. Do, 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 do. San Francisco is playing the Houston Texans. So, going to have to look at the pricing that came out on there to see if FanDuel and DK actually found this shit out. I'll just do FanDuel real quick just to kind of take a look. I can look at their their pricing here. They got the main pricing out already. Which is great. Let's find the game. And Trey Lance is at $6,400. $700 less than what Jimmy Garoppolo was. So uh, it's not a a really good value. Let's go high. Let's see where he's priced in with with all the other quarterbacks over here. Maybe I'm going to take a look on DK real quick. Uh, this fucking thing's going to take over an hour. $300 less than Tua, Jared Goff, uh, Sam Darnold, 6,600, Matt Ryan, 6,600, Cam Newton, 6,600, Zach Wilson, 65, Bridgewater at 65, Drew Locke, 65, Josh Johnson, 65, Trevor Lawrence, 65, Trey Lance, 64. Uh, same price as actually Davis Mills. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's take a look at DraftKings real quick because we might as well. <sighs> Classic. Uh, Sunday, 14 games. We got 14 fucking games I got to go through. It's all right. Deal with it. Uh, let's see here. Where is Trey Lance? There he is, forty-eight hundred. He's probably he's going to be absolutely a GPP play. He's two hundred below Josh Johnson. He's in the range though of the backups: Chad Henney, Cooper Rush, uh, Chase Daniel, Jake Fromm, Nick Fromm, Nate Fromm, or Jake Fromm. Uh, same price. So, I mean, it, he's actually priced pretty good over there. So, I wonder. Well, he's 400 above minimum, I guess, over on over on FanDuel because I don't think they go below 6,000 on their quarterbacks, if I remember correctly. So, probably a GPP guy, somebody that we can take a look at. Um, I'll, I'll fucking consider it. I mean, considering the fact that 
you know, Justin Herbert failed this last week against uh, against the Houston Texans. But Trey Lance likes to run. Got Debo. Debo, IU, Kittle, man. Man, that could be a good game for Trey Lance if he's on point. Uh, I'm sure he's going to be taking snaps to begin the week, so fuck it. Maybe we just run it. See what happens. All right, let's go back to the Thursday game. Uh, 49ers at Tennessee Titans. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo did throw for 322 yards, had a touchdown but two interceptions. I believe he also fumbled. No, he did not. Um, Jeff Wilson, eh. If he didn't get to if he didn't get to touchdown, it was a real shit game. Fourteen for forty five. I mean, you just don't run against Tennessee uh, Titans if you used them in a showdown slate. Yeah, good for you. Uh, Debo Samuel, big winner. Uh, nine for one fifty nine. No touchdowns on eleven targets. Uh, Brandon Ayuk got the touchdown. Four for forty on five targets and a touch. Um, other than that, there wasn't really anything. <laughs> it wasn't really anything from. Uh, San Francisco side, as far as Tennessee side, I mean, Tannehill looked a bit better um, once the second half kind of started, but uh, 22-29 for 209, one touchdown, no no picks. Also had three carries for 22 yards, so that was good. Um, absolutely, he did not fumble. He did not fumble this last week. Uh, Dante Foreman showing that he has the lead in the backfield but didn't have the greatest of days. Of course, don't like to use a running back against San Francisco as well. Uh, nine for seventeen and a touchdown on the ground. Um, the running backs weren't really involved in the passing game. That's kind of a trait of the San Francisco 49ers defense. So, um, it is what it is. AJ Brown, big winner, came back off of IR, eleven for one forty-five and a touchdown on sixteen targets. You dirty motherfucker. Uh, Julio Jones, one for seven on one target. Um, went on COVID, as did Nick Westbrook-Akeen, who had two for 38 on three targets. So nothing really. I, like I said, we really don't want to focus on any of the past targets, but, you know, A.J. Green's going to come into play here um, pretty quick this next week. Moving on, we go to the Saturday games, Cleveland at Green Bay. Green Bay, the 24-22 winners uh, at home here. Aaron Rodgers becoming the all-time leading uh, touchdown pass, uh, <laughs> all-time leader in touchdowns thrown um, through three in this game, 24-34 for 202, three, no picks. Um, but on the Cleveland side, Baker Mayfield, absolute travesty, 21-36, 222, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, there was a couple, you know, kind of tip balls and stuff, but for the most part, he was he was really fucking erratic. Um did not look good at all. Uh, Nick Chubb didn't look good, do though. 17 for 126 and a touchdown. Uh, good for a 7.4 average. I mean, even Darius Johnson on his four carries had 58 yards. It's got to get cleaned up for Green Bay. Uh, Nick Chubb was the leading uh, pass catcher, too. Uh, three for 58 on four targets, uh, followed by Rashad Higgins, five for 58 and six. Jarvis Landry, four for 55 and seven. So, you know, the steady target guy. In there, Austin Hooper, uh, three for 26 on five targets. 
Anthony Schwartz and Harrison Bryant were the recipients of touchdowns. On the Packers side, we went over Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones had a had a really nice game too. Uh, 12 for 66 on the ground and then had five catches for 21 yards on six targets. So very heavily involved in the offense. I went with A.J. Dillon kind of in there just as a pay down option. He didn't do bad. He just didn't get the touchdown, and that's kind of unfortunate um, that that didn't happen. Alan Lazard, of course, ended up being the guy, two for 45 and a touchdown on five targets uh, to be the second guy. Uh, to Devontae Adams, 10 receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns on 13 targets. The late game on Saturday, Indianapolis Colts beating the Arizona Cardinals 22-16. to Carson Wentz actually was the uh, pivot quarterback to use uh, from Aaron Rodgers. Thought about it, you know, decided to go with Baker Mayfield, of course, um, I was all prepared for the Indianapolis Colts defense. Uh, there was a couple of starters out in that game. Their whole offensive line, you know, we did. The, I did the podcast, uh, talked about it. Um, but Carson Wentz, eighteen to twenty-eight, two hundred twenty-five yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Very clean game. Very good game. Uh, nothing fancy. Just getting the job done there. Jonathan Taylor on the ground, twenty-seven carries for one hundred and eight yards. Good for a four-point zero average, but. In there, the first carry was a 43-yard uh, scamper. Uh, and other than that, I mean, you're looking at 26 uh, for 65. So Arizona's rush defense looked very good. But, again, offensive line was all out with COVID. The fact that Jonathan Taylor got 100 yards is absolutely fucking amazing. Uh, for Indianapolis in the receiving department, Michael Pittman looked good, man. Eight for 82 on 12 targets. I mean, really, if I was going to go with Carson Wentz, that was the main guy that I would have looked at. Uh, T.Y. Hilton got it done, got a got himself a touchdown, as well as four receptions for 51 yards on five targets. Am I looking at T.Y. Hilton? No. Uh, will I look at Mo Alley-Cox with Jack, Jack Doyle going down? I don't know. Um We'll have to take a look there um, and see what's happening with Jack Doyle because he got hurt early in that game. Led to Mo Alley-Cox going two for 42 on four targets. Uh, saw a little bit of Kylan Granson, one for six on one target. Um, outside of that, he had Desmond Pat- Patman. He had one reception for 14 yards and a touchdown on one target. Uh, not much else going on there. The Arizona side, <sighs> Arizona, man, they're going down quick. Going down quick. Kyler Murray, 27 of 43 for 245 and a touchdown. No interceptions, uh, but did have four carries for 74 yards. Uh, had two fumbles, but did not lose them. So that was good. Chase Edmonds, I said on that podcast, I said, you know, if James Conner is out, Chase Edmonds is a hell of a value on there. Um, the correct pairing was Nick Chubb and Chase Edmonds on the two game slate. Uh, 16 carries for 56 yards and a touchdown, and then also had 8 for 71 on 9 targets. It's a really good game. I mean, he uh, Kyler has been relying on his running backs in the passing game. Like I said, you really want one or the other out if you're going to even attempt to utilize them. We got it uh, about an hour before game time. I figured it was going to happen. Uh, there was rumors, even though James Conner said that he, wa- he was going to play 
Um, there was rumors out of there that, you know, yeah, he was looking better, but he wasn't near where they wanted him to be. Uh, so they were going to sit him for the game. Zach Ertz at tight end. He was the best tight end on the board. Eight for 54 on 13 targets. Uh, Christian Kirk wasn't too bad. Uh, seven for 48 on nine targets. Would have been really good in, in the full point PPR. So he was good on DK. Um, Antoine Wesley, who I had brought up um, as a potential value guy, two for 29 and a touchdown on four targets. And now we get to the Sunday games. Atlanta, 20-16 to 16 winners over the Detroit Lions. Uh, Tim Boyle, eh, he held his own. He held his own, man. 24-34 to 34 for 187. Uh, touchdown, but had the pick. Uh, Jamal Williams looking good. He was 19-77 to 77 on the ground, man. You can't really argue with that. It's good production. But he wasn't involved in the passing game, which was really weird. Um, you know... Uh, Craig Reynolds, who everybody was loving, uh, eleven for twenty nine on the ground. He had three tar- he had three receptions for twenty two yards on four targets. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, no matter with um, Tim Boyle or Jared Goff, still getting the job done. Man, nine for ninety one and a touchdown on eleven targets. Amon Ross, St. Brown. I said you got to pick him up last week. Um, <laughs> if he's still out there, you got to pick him up. You just have to. Um, Josh Reynolds, uh, two for tw- uh, two for thirty six on seven targets. Uh, wasn't going to use him with uh, with Tim Boyle in there, but he ended up going on COVID, so he may be out for the next game, which means Monra uh, might be a guy that we're definitely looking at for Week Seventeen. On the Atlanta side, Matt Ryan, eighteen to twenty four for two fifteen and a touchdown. Also four for five on the ground. Nothing big there. Um, still don't like Matt Ryan. I don't give a shit. Corderell Patterson didn't come through for us. Uh, seven for 14 and a touch on the ground. Uh, had one reception for minus one yard on two targets. Uh, Kyle Pitts, tight end. I said it. You know, had the top two tight ends. The pay down option for Mark Andrews was Kyle Pitts. He got the job done. Six for 102 on six targets, which is great. Uh, Russell Gage shit the bed, though. Uh, four for 39 on five targets. Also had a fumble. Ugh. The one really, really bad thing was Hayden Hurst. Uh, you know, the backup tight end. Oh, shit. Um, the backup tight end. Uh, two for 21 on a t- and a touchdown on two targets. So Ian Book just threw a pick six. I think that fu- I think that just about fucked me. Oh, that didn't go against me. The extra point will, though. Ugh, I couldn't pick up Miami's defense. I knew I should have fucking did it. Uh, There goes my championship dreams. (laughs) All right, any which way. Let's go on here. Tampa Bay went into Carolina. uh, 32-6 winners here. Tom Brady... I mean, it was efficient. wasn't anything special. 18-30 for 232 and a touch. Um, <clears throat> Ronald Jones was fine. I mean, he only averaged 3.3 per carry. You know, 20 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, did have two receptions for 16 yards on three targets. Um, but the winner at running back was Keyshawn Vaughn. 
rumbled off a 55-yard TD run, uh, ended up with seven carries for 70 yards in the end. Uh, Antonio Brown was a huge value, I said, on DK. Uh, that's where you really wanted to play him. Ten receptions, so you got the ten receive- reception bonus. Uh, 101 yards, got the receiving bonus over there on 15 targets. So really, really good day. He wasn't terrific, um, but, I mean, what was he, 4,800? 48 or 4,900, there's just no way that you could pass him up. Uh, the other passing targets, like Rob Gronkowski, uh, didn't get it through. I had mentioned to someone who was looking at uh, Tyler Johnson. I said I had a really bad feeling that the touchdowns were going to go to tight ends, like Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard. Guess what happened? Cameron Brait, 2 for 11 and a touchdown on four targets. So that's what I was really fearful of. Um, kind of is what it is. So we had the return of Sam Darnold in this game. Ended up 15 of 32. <laughs> so under 50% accuracy. Uh, 190 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Cam Newton, 7 of 13 for 61, had a pick in that one, uh, but did have five carries for 42 yards. So at least he got something done with the rushing, um, but didn't really save the day for anybody. The big winner and the receiving game was Shai Smith, uh, three for 86 on four targets, had a 63-yard catch. It was, it was He was wide open. He was absolutely wide open. Uh, the other wide receivers, I mean, Robbie Anderson had 10 targets. DJ Moore had 11. Uh, Robbie Anderson finished 5 for 58. DJ Moore finished 5 for 55. Um, you just pretty much, if you have either or of those guys, uh, in your lineups, you're pretty much just going, okay, I got what I could um, out of it, but it is what it is. We move on. Uh, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati, 41-21 to winners in this game. Uh, we'll start on the Baltimore side. Josh Johnson, who was starting to become uh, popular as far as cash and for GPP as an option because he was, you know, uh, really price real value, you know, kind of where he is right now. But um, 28 of 40, 304 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Got Really got the job done there. Uh, only had five carries for 10 yards, but that's fine. I mean, he hit the 300-yard bonus on DK. Um, you would have taken his results um, with his price tag. Uh, Running game for Baltimore still really kind of stagnant. I mean, Devonta Freeman, 6 for 17 and a touchdown there. Uh, nothing really to write home about. Mark Andrews was the big winner in this one. Uh, 8 for 125 and a touchdown on 10 targets. Really heavily involved. Tight end tight end versus Cleveland. Um, I'd like to use more of an elite option if I can. That's why I went with Mark Andrews, especially on FanDuel. Um, where even though he was priced super high at AK, you could fit it. You could fit him in pretty easily. Um, but you know, pretty much everybody else, it was kind of a smattering uh, out to you know spread kind of a spread offense here. Um, way to drop the fucking ball and kill the rookie, you son of a bitch. Uh, James Prochet uh, was kind of the winner as wide receiver, seven for seventy-six on eight targets. So that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, but Rashad Bateman, four for twenty-six, got the touchdown on five targets. So if you had Rashad Bateman, you were kind of happy with that one. Um, on the other side, what what is there to say? I said it. Let's go, Joe Burrow. 
was where I was going to go in cash. 37 of 46, 525 yards. Four TDs, no interceptions. Uh, also had two rushes for 11 yards. This Baltimore Ravens uh, secondary was completely depleted uh, and even more depleted um, once cornerback Anthony Averett went down. Uh, I'm going to have to find out what's going on there. I haven't looked at the injury reports yet, um, but, uh, man, you can pass on Baltimore all day, every day, my friends. Uh, Joe Mixon, I was really, I really want, you know, I want to start, you know, I want to play Joe Mixon every week. Um, I just couldn't do it this week. I went with the passing offense, but I, I mean, you could have had Joe Mixon in there and just been completely fine. 18 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Also had six receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown on six targets. Um, really, really fucking got the job done uh, this week. <laughs> top cash, top cash, Cincinnati receiver. What did we say? What did we say? T. Higgins, T. Higgins, T. Higgins. 12 receptions, 194 yards, two touchdowns on 13 targets. The man is unstoppable. Now, Jamar Chase was a cash slash GPP option. I said if you can afford him, uh, you can go ahead and roll with him, and that was on FanDuel uh, pretty much only. Not over on DK and Yahoo, but he had a, he had a really good game. He just didn't get the touchdown. Seven for one twenty-five uh, on ten targets. So I mean, you're going to take the bonus over on DK with Jamar Chase, of course, on there. If you ran him in GPP, uh, he did perfectly, you know, just fine. Uh, but Tyler Boyd, I said, hey, if you can't afford T Higgins, go try Tyler Boyd down here. Um, I mean, when you see all three and I'm tearing them out, then you know. Hey, at, at the very least, you have the quarterback, right? If you don't pair it, it is what it is, but you're still getting kind of some of those points um, as a correlation because you use the, you know, you're using the quarterback for the wide receiver. Uh, Tyler Boyd, though, three for 85 and a touchdown on five targets. The 68 yarder that he caught, it was so pretty. So pretty. So happy for the Bengals right now. So happy for him. Chargers went into Houston. <laughs> And Houston said, get the fuck out of here. Houston, 41-29 to 29 winners over the L.A. Chargers. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Are you kidding me? I mean, I understand they had the COVID, you know, COVID outbreak within the wide receiver room. Um, but still, it's just horrible. Just fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> Justin Herbert, 27-35 to 35 for 336. So he had the numbers. Uh, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, not a very good game by him. He only rushed it four times, though, for 15 yards. He just doesn't want to run. Just doesn't want to run anymore. But our value running back, Justin Jackson, was in this game, 11 for 64 and two touchdowns. Did have a fumble, though. Um, but he was the lead receiver. Eight receptions, 98 yards on nine targets. Heavily owned, but it was well worth it. Um, nothing else really to write home about here. Josh Palmer did have five catches for 43 yards and a touchdown on six targets. Um, so that was good. But Keenan Allen only had six targets in this game, which I found really dumbfounding. Uh, ended up turning that into four for 35. Just didn't get the job done. Did not get the job done. Davis Mills on the other side, though, 21 to 27, 254. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. I really don't like the kid, but kind of is what it is here. 
The big winner, though, for Houston was Rex Burkhead. 22 carries, 149 yards, and two touchdowns. He also had two targets, two receptions, zero yards. So um, really made all all of his points on the ground. Good for him. Chris Conley was one of the two wide receivers that caught touchdowns here. Three for 60 and one on three on three targets. Uh, Nico Collins, three for 33 uh, and a touchdown on four targets. And then we had the return of Brevin Jordan from last week. You know, talked about it. I love, you know, Houston or uh, tight ends versus that defense, but it kind of is what it is. I don't know if I'm going to touch it in DFS, you know, bother with it just because it's so sporadic, but he had four catches for 56 yards on four targets outside of that. Uh, you had Philip Dorsett, three for 55 on six targets. It's just, it's kind of like um, uh, Tennessee. I just really don't want to touch any of their wider, uh, their receiving weapons because you just have no fucking clue where it's going to go. Would I trust Rex Burkhead again? Sure. Maybe at the right price if David Johnson is out. Sure. I think he's, I think he's earned that respect. Um, and like I said, I had been looking at him, but... Um, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. Los Angeles Rams going to Minnesota, get a win, 30-23. to wasn't pretty, though. Matt Stafford, 21-37 to for 197, a touchdown and three interceptions. I mean, and these were, these were fucking bad ones, too. They were bad. But uh, Sonny Michelle coming through, man, 27-131 for a touchdown. Also had one catch for four yards on four targets, so... Uh, really good. Yeah, that was pass interference. That was pass interference for sure. Um, got a job done on the ground. Daryl Henderson, we already said it. He's going to be out for the rest of the regular season. So Sonny Michelle's the guy. Uh, Jake Fogg was on the field, had a carry for minus one yard. So, like I said, I'm thinking Jake Fogg's going to be the primary backup, unless, of course, they bring somebody else in. But, um, I don't know if they're going to want to try to put Cam Akers on the field unless they want to put him on for a couple of carries just as kind of a ramp up. So in my in my opinion, it really is Sony Michelle. It's his it's his place to be. It's his backfield for right now. Cooper Cup didn't really get it done. Um PPR, I mean he had he had 20 points, but well, actually 22 on DK. Because uh, he would have got the bonus there. Well, 22, 24 would have got the bonus. Two and two. Uh, 10 receptions for 109 on 13 targets. So, come on, Saints defense. You got to do it for me, buddies. Um, so, really good there. But uh, let's see what else. Tyler Higby showed up. This one, five for 41 on six targets. So, if you're hurting a tight end, maybe. Maybe if he's out there. I know he's out there in a couple of leagues. Nobody wants to fucking deal with him because he was on COVID. But um, And then we had Odell Beckham Jr., four for 37 and a touchdown on eight targets. Van Jefferson, though, one for six on six targets. Oof. Oof. We're not using Van Jefferson. Not using Van Jefferson. You can go ahead and drop him. Um, let's see here. Kirk Cousins on the other side. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you just let him catch that, you son of a bitch. Uh, Kirk Cousins on the other side, 27-38 to 38 for 315, touchdown and interception. 
Um, also had four carries for 17 yards. Talked about the Alexander Madison um, value over on FanDuel and Yahoo. 13 carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. Also had uh, three receptions for 29 yards on four targets. So he would have been really close to value. Let's see here. Over there would have been 10, 12, about 13 and a half. Yeah, it would have come close to pretty much value. Um, would have been good over on those two sites there. Um, you would have been fine. But Justin Jefferson, 8 for 116 on 12 targets. Uh, K.J. Osborne, 5 for 68 and a touchdown on 7 targets. Uh, K.J. Osborne was only really getting ramped up because Adam Thielen, even though he played, uh, we were worried about the high ankle sprain, and he got hurt again. Uh, finished 3 for 40 on 3 targets. Once Thielen went out, that's when Osborne started playing up. So, uh, really, uh, K.J. Osborne, now he's good. Now he's going to be good because I doubt Thielen's going to end up uh, playing next week. So, I think we're good there. Ooh, Buffalo at New England, man. Uh, 33-21 to 21 winners over the New England Patriots. Josh Allen, 30 of 47 for 314. Three touchdowns, no interceptions there. Also had 12 carries for 64 yards, so you got basically another touchdown and a half um, if you're doing four-point touchdowns. So really, really good game for him. Uh, I did think about Devin Singletary as another one of those kind of value options, but I figured we had so many of them that I didn't really want to take the risk on it. And that's kind of the whole thing with Burkhead, too. It's like... Well, let's take let's take the obvious one, and then we'll worry about it later. Um, but Devin Singletary, twelve for thirty nine and a touchdown on the ground, and he was also five for thirty nine uh, on six targets. So Singletary has really become the main running back here. Now we did have Zach Moss instead of Matt Breida as the backup. He finished three for twelve on the ground. Um, also had one catch for thirteen yards on one target. So. Um. Oh my God! Did we get a fucking fumble here? Please tell me we got a fucking fumble recovery. Please tell me we got a fucking. He's not on the ground. He is not on the ground. That is not on the ground. That is not on the ground. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's probably on the ground. Fuck. <laughs> um. But Isaiah McKenzie was the big winner in the receiving department. Uh, 11 for 125 and a touchdown and 12 targets. He was filling in on the Cole Beasley uh, spot. <clears throat> you know, he's going to be dirt cheap. He was like 3500 bucks in there. So I, I guess that's why people were taking a shot on him. I didn't like the play at all. Uh, slots usually aren't that great because um, that, that, they can't stop the run. Right, so the Patriots can't stop the run, but they've been pretty good in the passing uh, game. But <clears throat> it is what it is. Uh, Stephon Diggs seven for eighty-five and a touchdown on thirteen targets, so it wasn't a bad game for him. Uh, outside of that, there was really nothing much here. Dawson Knox did get the third touchdown, uh, finished two of eleven on three targets, but uh, other than that, nothing really on that side. New England on the other side. Mac Jones fourteen to thirty-two, one forty-five. No touchdowns, two interceptions. They're both kind of uh, pokey, uh, you know, batted, batted uh, ints. Um, and I think my guy Micah Hyde at safety got both of them, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, they 
Bill's defense really disrespected in the Pro Bowl voting, and they were taking it kind of personally. Uh, Damian Harris, he, I had him written up. I didn't use him, but told you, told you. 18 for 103, had three touchdowns. Would have been fantastic. Fantastic play um, if you used him there. So we hit on that one. Uh, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, nothing nothing major here. I mean, Jacoby Myers was the best at 6 for 59 on eight targets. Um, New England offense, man, they're struggling. They are fucking struggling right now. So let's see here. Uh, Jacksonville at New York Jets. Jets get their fourth win, 26-21. to It's the battle of the top two uh, rookie quarterbacks. And what did we end up here? So Trevor Lawrence on the Jacksonville side, 26 of 39, uh, 280 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence on the ground, 6 for 37, uh, but no touchdowns. Did have a fumble lost. Now, we did lose James Robinson in this game to a torn Achilles. He's going to be out for the remainder of the year, so Dari Agunbawale is the guy that you really want to pick up here because Carlos Hyde is also on IR. Uh, Goomba Wally, uh, 17 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown there. Uh, also had two receptions for 15 yards on four targets. Outside of that, Marvin Jones, 8 for 74 on 13 targets. Had us, oh my God. They, they, they keep wanting to get fucking uh, Tavon Austin involved, and I don't know why. Um, 6 for 68 on seven targets. He's fucking horse shit. Uh, Laquan Treadwell, who was written up four for 54 and five. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy, four for 49 on four targets. So really kind of spread the ball around there. But like I said, Jones was the big winner. Uh, Zach Wilson on the other side, 14 to 22, 102, and a touchdown, no interceptions. That touchdown actually went to an offensive lineman. So that was fantastic. And the Saints can't fucking tackle. That's terrific. That's terrific. Michael Carter looking doing Michael Michael Carter type thing. 16 carries for 118 yards on the ground. Didn't do much in the passing game. Uh, two for six on three targets. Braxton Berrios uh, was kind of the bigger winner as far as the wide receivers were concerned. He was five for 37 on five, on six targets, um, but did have a kickoff return for a touchdown, so that he got the job done there. Uh, oh, forgot to mention, Zach Wilson, man, had a 52-yard touchdown run. Uh, ended up finishing 4 for 91. Uh, 22.8 average. Um, they are splitting the backfield a bit between Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman. Coleman, uh, 14 for 57 on the ground. Also had a catch for 4 yards on one target there. Uh, not going to have to spend much time on this game. Philadelphia beating... The visiting New York Giants, 34-10. to 10. This game was absolutely dreadful. Fucking dreadful, dude. Oh, oh. Please tell me. Please tell me. Oh, please tell me. Please tell me New, York, New Orleans got that. Son of a bitch. Ugh. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> um, fucking A. 
God damn it. Not much to talk about from the New York passing side. Um, as far as the offense is concerned, this offense is absolutely terrible. If you have a New York Giant on your team, just go ahead and fucking drop them. Um, I'm not looking at them at all for DFS. Fuck that. We're just not going to bother with it. But on the other side, the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 17-29, 199, and two touchdowns, no interceptions, started off slow, didn't run a lot, uh, kind of let the running backs do their thing in this game. He only had two carries for seven yards. Miles Sanders uh, started off well, man, seven for 45 before he broke that hand. Um also had a catch for three yards on three targets. And then Boston Scott comes in, man, 12 for 41 and a touchdown. Um, Didn't have any catches, though. You know who did have catches? Jordan Howard, two for 19 on four targets. Really? Also rushed nine times for 37 yards. Not bad. It's not bad. Uh, big winner here, though, is Devonta Smith. He finished five for 80 and a touchdown on seven targets. So... Uh, good game for Philly. Good game for Philly. Philadelphia's defense had a had a touchdown. Um, we were kind of back on that track, so we're always going to look at the defense facing New York Giants from now on, um, and kind of make our determination off of them and whether or not we're just going to eat that um, or not. Chicago Bears go into Seattle and win twenty five to twenty four in a wonderful, wonderful winter wonderland game. Uh, Nick Foles, 24-35 for 250 and a touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, not bad. Not bad, although he can't really run. I, I mean, you're basically looking at a fucking giraffe running around um, four carries for eight yards. But uh, we looked at David Montgomery. He got the job done, 21-45 and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, also had seven receptions for 61 yards, no touchdowns on nine targets. So... Very good day for David Montgomery. Should have been even better. Um, I think the play calling was fucking horrible um, when they were getting down in the red zone. When they're getting down, you know, inside the ten yard line, it was just atrocious, atrocious fucking play calling. Uh, surprised they got it pulled out, but uh, Darnell Mooney still kind of. I mean, in full point PPR, it's fine. You'll take the ten points, five for fifty-seven on nine targets. But other than that, I mean. You, you know, Cole Komet maybe four for four for forty nine on five targets, but Jimmy Graham again getting the fucking touchdown, two for thirty, and a touchdown on two targets. It, they just love Jimmy Graham down there. Um, can't wait for the playoffs when we don't have to deal with the fucking Bears. Um, but it is what it is. Um, there's something fucking weird going on here. What the hell? How come I? Hmm. I don't know how my scoring system is for my defense. I have New Orleans fucking defense. I needed to have 10 points out of the defense to fucking win. Um, <laughs> my opponent, uh, James Tiberius Kadich, had uh, Dallas's defense yesterday. And what did he have in our fucking scoring system? 29 points in our fucking scoring system. Like... I was talking to him today. I said, dude, you should have had no worse or no better than fucking 26 points. I don't know how the fuck this one works. Like, it was completely fucking stupid. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. Uh, after they blocked the fucking punt, I was like, ah, well, yeah, sign off on this semifinal matchup. I'm kind of fucked on that one. Um, I picked up New Orleans defense before. Um before the Taysom Hill 
and Trevor Simeon news at quarterback, and then somebody fucking picked up Miami's defense. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Why would you fuck me over like that? Oh, but uh, any which way. So we get to the Seattle side. Russell Wilson, 16 to 27, 181 and two touchdowns. Uh, no interceptions. It was really an efficient day, but it wasn't going to do anything in GPPs um, because Burrow was cheaper and just, you know, completely fucking exploded. Um, so Russell Wilson, I mean, he got the job done. He he did. Ex- I, I wish he would have been better, but he didn't kill it. Right. So um, I'm not disappointed with the call. Uh, he's still kind of really inaccurate. Um, just, I don't know. It's just, ter- it's, uh, that whole team, that whole team is kind of off kilter right now. I think they're going to start packing it in here pretty quick. So, um, but Rashad Penny, 17 carries, 135 yards and a touchdown. I liked Penny too. I liked Penny too. I just didn't pull the trigger. Didn't get any receptions. Had a target, but didn't get any receptions. Um, DJ Dallas was the next guy with the most carries, four for 15. Um, but he was the one who was involved in the passing game, four for 23 on four targets. I mean, Seattle was leading this game the whole fucking time. And then they just gave it up on the end. So uh, let's not have another return. Thank you. Uh, Gerald Everett, tight end, still getting the job done, man. Four for 68 and a touchdown on five targets there. Uh, had DK Metcalf written up, two for 41 and a touchdown on five targets. Didn't pay off, really, um, which is unfortunate. Got, what, 6, 12 points in a PPR. Um, kind of sucks. Uh, he was open He was open a lot. He was open a lot out there. Uh, Tyler Lockett, 3 for 30 on 6 targets. Wasn't really getting the job done. Um, know which way and how. So, Seattle, yeah, we got to be careful with Seattle. I don't know if I'm going to mess around with it with DFS. They just look done. They look done. You know who else looks done? Fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. Lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, though, 36-10. to 10. Technically, the Pittsburgh Steelers are still alive at 7-7-1, seven, seven um, but I'm just going to call it today. Ben Roethlisberger, 22-35 for 159, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, they were getting whooped so bad that Mason Rudolph even made an appearance in the fourth quarter. Now, I really thought that Najee Harris completely shit the bed, but he did have 19 carries for 93 yards, um, five receptions for 17 on seven targets. So PPR, he would have been all right, but he didn't get the touchdown. That was kind of what I was looking for um, from him. Deontay Johnson had a fucking horrible fumble in that game. Just horrible, and that's what's killing me in this matchup, in my seasonal matchup, too, uh, because I lost the fumble. But finished 6 for 51 and a touchdown on 9 targets. Kind of salvaged a day in a PPR. I mean, that's 11 plus 6, so 17 um, there. Not great. Not terrible, though. Um, Nothing else of worth. In the in as far as everybody else, not even Chase Claypool, Ray Ray McLeod, um, it was really spread out. Nothing of real major interest. Patrick Mahomes on the other side, twenty three of thirty for two fifty eight and three touchdowns, no interceptions. Didn't run the ball once. Amazing, amazing. So it was a really efficient day for him. 
Uh, like I said, Clyde Edwards, a layer, um, got hurt, had the collarbone injury. Uh, nine carries for 27 yards, oof, 3.0 average. Um, and a touchdown. Also had one reception for 40 yards on one target. Um, but then he had Daryl Williams come in, 11 for 55 there on the ground, 3 for 30, uh, three targets uh, through the air. Derek Gore, 12 for 43. Not terrible. Um, also had three receptions for 61 yards, along of 50 on three targets. Who was the main target guy with Kelsey being out? It had to be Tyreek Hill today, right? Or yesterday, right? Right? Wrong. Two for 19 on two targets. That's why I said he is fucking GPP. He is not cash. Whoever the fuck says him in cash, you can go pound fucking sand, okay? I'm not going to put him in cash. Unless I actually put him in cash, then that's when you can start him in cash. Other than that, do not start Tyreek Hill in fucking cash. He's too fucking high priced for the volatility. That's why we do not pay up for Tyreek Hill. Now, I could have listed Byron Pringle. I thought about it. I thought about it. I was dangling between him and Michael Hardman, and guess what? Either one would have paid off. Byron Pringle, six for 75, two touchdowns on seven targets. Nicole Hardman, three for 31 and a touchdown on five targets. Travis Kelsey is the most stable piece of that passing offense. And yes, he had been down for most of the season. But when Travis Kelsey is out, you have no clue. No clue where it's going to go. So if you're going to take a shot if tra- on something like this, you don't take the top guy. You take a value piece. Because if, it kill- because if it doesn't get the job done, it kills you less than when you're paying for an $8,000 or $7,000 wide res- uh, 7000 on DK, 8000 over on FanDuel. That type of price wide receiver. That's why we don't do it. Sorry for raising my voice. But there's a... (laughs) When I say... It's a big thing. Okay? I understand. We were paying down at running back. We had all the money. But there was better options. That's why I went with Mark Andrews because I would have rather paid for that stable piece of the offense for the Baltimore Ravens, the guy who is the clear number one. Clear. And when you get these backup quarterbacks, what do we always say? They're going to look for the safer options. It's always a tight end. It's always a guy that's going to come across the middle, come back like a Keenan Allen. And I'm not saying I'm mad at you if you did do it. And I saw the lineups with it. But think it through. 
We don't do Tyreek Hill in cash. Repeat it. We don't do Tyreek Hill in cash. Now you. Okay. We're off of it. Denver Broncos go into Las Vegas and lose to the Las Vegas Raiders in just a terrible fashion, 17-13. to 13. Uh, Drew Locke, uh, in my opinion, wasn't the problem. 15-22 to 22 for 153. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, it was... The offensive line just didn't get it done. Um, I mean, the story is all in the uh, Denver rushing attack. Javante Williams did what he could with the seven carries that he had. Uh, got 12 yards out of it, and it, but he got a touchdown. Uh, Melvin Gordon, though, seven for minus four. Are you fucking kidding me with these two? I mean, they were all on top of Williams and Gordon before they even had the fucking ball. The fact that Williams had 12 yards is beyond fucking miraculous. He fought for every bit of that 12 yards. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, the death of Jerry Judy was overrated. Three for 60 on four targets. Nothing major. Cortland Sutton, four for 33. So it's kind of nice to see something out of him on five targets. Uh, Noah Fant, three for 30 on four targets. The thing of it is, is... Um, <laughs> You just can't you, you you can't trust the passing offense right now. You just can't. Even when Teddy if Teddy Bridgewater comes back from this concussion, um, I don't know if I can trust it. We might be done with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon now. Because it might be killing him. Um it's gonna depend on the matchup, but completely everything that comes out of Denver is gonna be GPP only. It's just the way we gotta do it. Derek Carr on the other side, 20 to 25 for 201, touchdown and an interception. And if that wasn't good enough, he had seven carries for five yards and fumbled the fucking ball again and lost it. Oh my God, Derek Carr has turned into a turnover machine the last month. Oh my God, it's horrible. Uh, Josh Jacobs, though, was decent, at least on the ground, 27 carries for 129. Um, but he did, he, he lost a fumble too. He almost lost a couple other ones. Just horrible. Horrible. Um, as far as the passing offense is concerned, really spread out here. Foster Moreau uh, still filling in decently for uh, Darren Waller, who I don't know if he's going to be back. I mean, they are fighting for a playoff spot, so that keeps him kind of hopefully in play for the rest of the year. But Foster Moreau, 4 for 67 on four targets. Zay Jones stepping up, 6 for 50 on eight. Deshaun Jackson, 4 for 44 on 5. And Hunter Renfro, 3 for 40 and a touchdown on 3. Uh, defenses are starting to target on him. But um, the real key on that is Bryce Callahan in the middle um, for Denver. Uh, you don't you don't throw on him. You don't throw on him. That's why Hunter Renfro wasn't in there because his price kept going up. Um, but he wasn't getting the job done. Oh, nice pass to Callaway. Nice pass to Callaway. Good for you, Ian Book. I like Ian. I like Ian Book. He was drafted too high, but I do like Ian Book. Uh, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> so Dallas hosted the Washington uh, Douche Canoes, and uh, 
literally beat the living shit out of them, uh, 56 to 14. There's not much to take away from this as far as the Washington side, uh, other than say Antonio Gibson, six for 29 on the ground. Also had two uh, receptions for 29 yards and a touchdown on four carries. As far as what the takeaways that you can get in the passing game, it's that maybe John Bates is the actual real tight end that you're going to want to focus on here um, for possibly DFS purposes. Uh, Two for 45 and a touchdown on three targets. Uh, It looks like maybe Ricky Seals-Jones is not the guy anymore. Okay. Uh, So if you have Ricky Seals-Jones, I would probably just go ahead and get rid of him on your seasonal teams. Uh, Return of Dak Prescott here looked really, really good running around and shit too. Um, 28 to 39 for 330, four touchdowns and and no interceptions. I believe that was all pretty much in the first half. So, um, yeah, kind of is what it is there. I mean, Cooper Rush even came in and threw a touchdown pass. Uh, Did I get that into the target sheet? Okay, I did have that in the target sheet. So, um, yeah, he was Cooper Rush was two of three for seventy yards and a touchdown. <laughs> so they even brought in like the scrub players and they were getting it done. Uh, Zeke Elliott looked pretty damn good. Uh, nine for thirty-seven and a touchdown on the ground. Also had a reception uh, for five yards and a touchdown on the ground or uh, on one target. My bad. Um, so not bad there. Tony Pollard, eh. Nah, there wasn't really a need. They got up ahead. That was a problem. Uh, eight for 34 on the ground, two for 16 on three targets through the passing game. Uh, the winner here, Amari Cooper, uh, just seems to beat uh, beat the shit out of Washington every time he plays him. I don't know why. Maybe he hates red. He's like a bull, um, something like that. But uh, uh, Amari Cooper, seven for 85 and a touchdown on 11 targets. Really good game there. Now, little, little, little used uh, wide receiver Malik Turner, three for 82 and a touchdown on three targets at a 61-yarder. Uh, very, very good there. Dalton Schultz, ah, I, I don't know. I just I wasn't thinking of using the tight end here, but he got it done, man. Eight for 82 and a touchdown on nine targets. He actually improved on his numbers after he got the living shit beat out of him uh, on one play. It was basically helmet to helmet there. So um, good to see that he was okay. Uh, CD Lamb, four for 66 on five targets. I don't know what's going on there unless they're bracket covering him. I'll have to take a look back at it at the game, but, and then Michael Gallup, two for 53 on five targets. So it was really spread out, um, within the offense. So pretty much, you know, Cooper, CD lamb, uh, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, I think is still good until Blake Jarwin gets back, but that's our week by week, uh, game by game. Look for the week. Um, what the fuck is going on here? Mm, somehow I'm winning. I don't know. I don't know how I'm winning. I don't know how I'm winning right now. But um, I'm sure I'm going to lose by the end of it. Uh, let's go through here. Said it was an absolutely difficult week coming into Christmas, COVID, work, family, obligations, but here we are. Uh, I did say I was going to have the podcast out. Instead of locking two to three pay down running backs again this week and then locking in uh, Cooper Cup this week. Um and that's what I did. Uh, 
uh, on that podcast, that Sunday morning podcast. If you did not listen to it, um, I'm trying to do that podcast after I at least make a preliminary um, DFS line, a cash lineup on FanDuel, Yahoo, and DK. Um, the lineups that I gave out on that podcast, I actually ran. And what did I have? It was like it's like 162, 162 on on Fanduel. Um, where are you? My bad. I had uh, uh, a a one seventy two on Fanduel. Uh, the DK one or the Yahoo one was. Hey, come on, come on! My contest completed. Um, <laughs> I was ranked one out of three hundred sixty-four. A one eighty-four, a one eighty-four on Yahoo, and then it was like one ninety-seven point seven, I think, on DK. So very. I don't know if it was chalk week because uh, Joe Burrow really wasn't that well, that highly owned. It seemed like everybody went with Jalen Hurts. That's kind of what I've been seeing. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so, but let's just let's go through here. I am over an hour. Fuck. I'm getting less than five hours of sleep tonight. That's fine. Um, quarterbacks, cash. Matthew Stafford is a completely pass fail on this. All right. We're going to get through here. Um, Matthew Stafford, fail. Jalen Hurts, I'm giving a pass to. He ended up somewhere around 20. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, yeah, I think he fucking passed. Justin Herbert, fail. Fuck you. Russell Wilson, I'm going to give it to him um, based on what we needed. So two passing touchdowns, that's eight. Uh, for eight, seven, 15. 15 plus he had a 10. So 16 points is about right where he was at. It was about right where he's at. I'm going to give it to him. I fucking, I, I did say I would fucking hate what I, I hate that I was even thinking about it, but, um, <laughs> uh, strictly GPP though. Uh, running back James Robinson. I said, I'm not thrilled about his price on FanDuel, but on Yahoo and DK is priced at a fair price. um, Jacksonville should be able to get a push along the offensive front versus just like every other team has this season. Ended up doing it with Dari Gumbawale. Um, I believe I'm failing on FanDuel, but that depends on the lineup build. Don't force in. Let let it come to you. Um, and that was kind of the thing. When I was when I did the podcast, I believe I said I'm fading I, I'm fading Robinson. Um uh, for the most part. I just I, I don't know. I, I get a bad feeling when I know he's gonna be chalk, but uh, Damien Harris, pass. David Montgomery, pass. Alexander Madison, pass on FanDuel and Yahoo. On DK, if you used them over, I said I, was, I wasn't going to do it over on DK. Um, so we're going to give him a pass. Ronald, Ronald Jones did what he had to do. Uh, we give him a pass on that one. Justin Jackson, big pass, yes. Najee Harris, fail. Big fail. Cordero Patterson, fail. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, fail. Jordan Howard, f- 
And then I threw it in there. I, I don't think anybody was actually going to fucking use them, right? We didn't fucking use them. Okay. But fail anyways. <laughs> Cooper Cup is kind of a pass slash fail because you wanted to have him in there. You wanted to have the block in there. Um, if he absolutely, he, I mean, he had opportunities. He had a lot of fucking opportunities in there. Um, so that's kind of a wash in there. Keenan Allen fail though. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, we're going to give him a fail on that. Yeah, we're going to give him a fail there. Antonio Brown. Uh, <laughs> somebody should be fucking fired. Or a DK. Uh, that's the only place where really we're saying, fuck it, let's jam him in with Ronald Jones. A uh, very big pass over there. Um, if you used him on the other on the other two, you would have been perfectly fine out with it. Although that would have only been 15 over on FanDuel. I suppose maybe you would have taken it, but I said this is this is on DK. This is DK play. Uh, speaking of DK, we got DK Metcalf. Uh, fail, fail on that. Russell Gage fail. T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I'm going to read this one again. This one is dependent upon how you are building your lineup. Everyone by now should know that I love Higgins, but if you need some savings, I do not hate Tyler Boyd at all. If you can fit Higgins in, great. If not, then look at Boyd in this matchup against the Ravens. It was the wide receiver two all along. Okay. Uh, but I did I did like chasing this thing. So both passes up there. Laquan Treadwell uh, actually was a pass. <laughs> he was kind of a pass as a cheap option. Over on DK, he would have failed over on the other two. Um, over there, GPP, Tyreek Hill, fail, Justin Jefferson. I'm going to give him a pass on that one. I'm going to give him a pass. He got the job done. He got, he got the job done. He got over a hundred yards. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Ooh, fail. Jamar Chase, high priced, but he passed. Uh, Van Jefferson fail. So a little bit better in the wide receivers. Not, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, see, this is why I like doing the podcast because I can steer you guys where I'm going. Um, and you can base it off of there. Tight ends. We've been doing pretty good on tight ends. Mark Andrews pass very much. So uh, Kyle Pitts pass. Uh, Jerry Cook. Uh, I think he would have been fine over on DK. I think he would have been fine with him on Yahoo too. Um, maybe not so much over on on FanDuel or Yahoo. I meant pass, but not so much on FanDuel. Um, I think it still would have been good though, because you would have still been able to pay up for everywhere else. But I think you still would have wanted Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews, or Mike or Mark Andrews, I should say. Uh, Travis Kelsey wasn't available, so. Nothing there. Rob Gronkowski fail. CJ Uzoma is a fail. It shouldn't have been though. He had an opportunity for a touchdown. I was so fucking pissed when he didn't get it. So, but he's a fail. Uh, defense special teams. Philadelphia Eagles pass. Tampa Bay Buccaneers pass. Uh, Chargers uh, GPP only uh, fail. Cincinnati Bengals. Three points. I mean, 
eh, it was nothing special. Atlanta Falcons, three points, but, I mean, you paid all the way down there. I guess, you know, between them and really when you look at it, if you look at it as Atlanta on Yahoo and DK, and then you look at Cincinnati on FanDuel, uh, for the full pay down, if you're looking at the full pay down, just to get bumped up uh, to all the other positions, you kind of consider that you consider that a pass. So, um, not bad, uh, not bad at all. Um, no Thursday game this week, so I'm hoping maybe I can get another podcast in here. Uh, hoping to get a couple during the week. Um, maybe just kind of a bullshit one tomorrow or Wednesday. And then uh, one actually kind of going through the main slate on Thursday um, because I'll be able to have the stats and everything for tomorrow um, or out tomorrow when I get done with work and get all that stuff done. So we should be able to, uh, um, yeah, we should be able to get a couple of podcasts in there, maybe start, you know, uh, working the list down um, from, say, Thursday, you know, Thursday, Friday, if, hey, if I get the fucking spreadsheet done on Wednesday, I'll fucking, I mean, we can even have a bullshit one just kind of going through it. We can take an hour and just go through it with what I have. I might not have matchups ready to go until Thursday, but, I mean, we can look at the numbers. We can definitely look at the numbers, look at the pricing, and, uh, yeah, keep this fucking money train rolling. How about that? How about that? I like that. But uh, for now, I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to have a smoke before I get ready for bed, go to work. And uh, I swear to God, are the Saints, do the Saints have Alvin Kamara at quarterback? Because if they do, this is fucking awesome. And uh, I want my Alvin Kamara quarterback. Oh, no, Ian Buck's in there. Fuck it. This game's fucking shit. Fuck it. Go, Alvin, go!